Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We're honored again to have Pastor Josh Crockett, pastor of Morningside Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina with us today and uh, filling in for Stephanie. We're giving Stephanie a little time off. We're trying to bank up on uh, on some podcasts and, and uh, get some so we can get way ahead during the summer and we're honored. Many of you remember Pastor Crockett from last year. I think two different times last year he did podcasts with us and, and you guys really loved that and so we made sure to bring him back. And So this is this word we're covering, Pastor. So every day we talk about a characteristic or something that people with PTSD or those helping with people with PTSD go through. And uh, the word I came to today when we think about PTSD is the word burnout. You know, it's that state of fatigue or frustration where you just said, I can't do it anymore. I'm doing everything. There's too much on my plate. It's, it's too much. And, uh, you know, we see in, in, in Exodus and when Moses' father-in-law saw uh, all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest uh, thyself alone and all the people from morning until evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire. Also, and in, in, so people come unto us, they're looking for answers. But then it reminds us that six days thou shall work and the seventh thou shall rest, that thine and thine uh, ask may rest uh, your animal, your beast, and the son of thy handmaid and the stranger uh, be refreshed. So we, we look at these things, and especially Matthew, one of my favorite verses, one of my memory verses from first getting saved in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So the answer to burnout, and we'll ask Pastor about this, but obviously is coming on to the Lord, realizing what's on our plate, realizing everything we're doing, sometimes having to step away from a few things, and uh, what think you here, Pastor? That, that's the same verse that I, I went to when you said the word uh, burnout is that, that Jesus deals with this when he tells us to come unto him, that his burden, uh, that his yoke is easy, his burden is light, uh, that he is meek and lowly in heart. But burnout is something that, that almost everyone is going to go through seasons of life where you experience this. And we talk a lot in the secular world about work-life balance, and I, I just saw a video recently, I think it was yesterday, of a guy kind of mocking that and saying, well, yeah, that, that's fine uh, when, when you don't have children, but when you have little kids, uh, you can't just separate yourself from them and say, I'm going to have a work-life balance, or you're going to have projects or, or times in life where there, there is a huge mission that you have to accomplish, and you're going to just feel that fatigue of, spiritually, physically, emotionally, I just don't have any more. And, and so what do I do? I come to the one who says, you're, you're welcome to come to me. I want you to come unto me. And I know that you're laboring. I know that you're heavy laden. 
but I can give you rest. Jesus yeah. is the one that who, who can give us real rest, even for those who've been burnt out. Yeah, he can give you rest. And, you know, th- those things that help for me is, you know, being in church, even if I'm on the road, I, I try to listen to our church. We It's always usually in video. A couple of weeks ago, we had a video malfunction, but it was good just to listen to the sermon. Boy, I, I tell you, if the devil's in anything in our church, it's in the AV system. Amen. Amen. We're, we're, we're constantly fighting AV, man. You've never seen anything like it. Wednesday night, they had a video to show, couldn't show it. And uh, I'll tell you, the devil hates audiovisual. But can I tell you that God did a work on Wednesday night, and he, on Sunday night, and he always does a work on those things. But... Let me say this to you, dear friends. Uh, you can find uh, a lot of places that offer to help you in these areas. Uh, but the only place I go is that strong tower. I go to God. And then when you're hearing God's word, when you're in church, there's a kindred spirit. There's a fellowship. You know, the people I sit around at church, we always greet each other and check each other for the week. We, you know, give each other a hug. There's a lady sits a couple rows in front of us that gives Debbie a, a peppermint patty thing. And once in a while, Debbie shares it with me. And uh, I don't know why men don't hand out candy. I might start that revolution all by myself. And uh, But those types of things can get you through the burnout. Those types of things can bring you to a place where you're glad to serve again, where you're renewed, where your energy is revived, where there's something to say. God has given us when we were born everything we need to be able to serve him, worship him, and move forward. And if we lose that, God hasn't taken us off the shelf. He never takes people off the shelf. I can't find it in the Bible unless you're disqualified. I mean, God expects us to continue to serve, to continue to work. And so get rest out there. Uh, the pastor just said it, come on to Christ, take a vacation. You know, we're taking our first family vacation in three years uh, next month. So take a vacation, be out there, do something, do something with your family. Even if it's just going up to the lake or, or just having a barbecue or just doing different things. And boy, God can use that. And so we find ourselves over in Proverbs 18, where uh, we're now on verse number 15. Uh, the heart of the prudent getteth knowledge and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. That's one of those good verses, Pastor, that I that I like to read, hearing about prudent people, um, hearing about wise people and wisdom. Um, you know, we're paralleling the heart and ears here. We're, we're talking about how God uses them, how um, we acquire, we should acquire knowledge, that we should be listening and seeking knowledge. We shouldn't be going in the other direction. Yeah, and, and this is really the theme of Proverbs is to get wisdom. And that's from from the very beginning in Proverbs 1, 5, a wise man will hear and will increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. So this is what the Proverbs of Scripture are after is, are you getting wisdom, which is, is not just an academic thing. It's not just some ethereal thing. It's actually, how do I live the way God wants me to live? How do I interact with with people how do i deal with trauma and stress the way god would have me to do and it's interesting in this particular proverb proverbs 18 15 he actually says there's two organs in your body that are used to getting that it's it's through your heart uh and it's also through your ears and so are are you letting wisdom settle into your heart when you hear good wisdom and do you have your ears open and uh, I almost think like sometimes people who are hard of hearing will cup their hand over their ear and they're leaning in. That's the posture that we need to have when it comes to God's word and God's wisdom is we want it to come through our ears, but then we want it to sink and stay in our hearts. 
Yeah, yeah, and and, and folks, what goes in is what comes out. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say that. We say that in the Army all the time. What you let in is what's coming out. So, you know, as a soldier in the Army, we were constantly trying to be the best we could be. We were, you know, listening to training tapes, watching training tapes, doing training, listening to each other, listening to our leaders, coming up with war plans, coming up with games, coming up with uh, what-if scenarios, and boy, they all come together in that time of need. Well, it's the same way for a Christian. We're putting good in. Uh, We're putting as much good in as we can, and uh, that's a prudent thing to do. And, and, you know, and there's things in our heart that come out. And, and boy, the more good we put in, the more good comes out. And then we see verse number 16 here. We got a, uh, a chance here to look at this. This is a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. And I, I was thinking about this, a man's gift. Um, you know, it's, is it a bribe? Uh, you know, is this a gift you're giving to somebody to be able to get favor? Uh, are we paying somebody to say, hey, we want to we wanna talk to the President of the United States, so we're going to make a million-dollar donation to his uh, campaign thing. Now, I know that seems extreme, and it doesn't happen. Well, I'm here to tell you it happened about 875 times uh, in the last presidential election. Someone gave a million dollars. And I'm here to tell you that every one of them were put in front of so-called great men, and, uh, but is that, is that what we need, Pastor? Is that, is that really what it's telling us here? I mean, I, th- I think we do see, you know, even in, in Scripture, and sometimes it's innocent gifts that are, are yeah. found, like Jacob's gifts to Esau. Uh, Abigail gives this gift to, to David, Jesse's gift to the army, uh, the commander of the army of his sons. Uh, but we know in Scripture we're not supposed to be bribing others. Uh, this, this is something yeah. you have to approach with, with great caution. I know uh, in some cultures on a mission field, uh, it's, it's almost just inherent as part of that culture, uh, but we, we don't want to pervert justice. On the other hand, we should be giving people who yeah. are, are caring for other, and there are many social situations where it's appropriate to give a gift, and, um, and that often does allow us to have opportunities to, uh, to, to talk to, to others, to have um, a, a place to, to come before great men, as it says in this verse. So uh, there, there are, it's a, again, it's a matter of wisdom. How do we apply this? Uh, we want to be wise and, and grateful for people. I, I try to, in our church, our ministry leaders at, at Christmas always write a note and give them, even if it's a small gift card, just something as uh, a, a, an appreciation gift for what they're doing to yeah. show gratitude. And, and we should honor those to whom honor is due. Yeah. On the other hand, we don't want to cross that, that line of, of doing something that would be inappropriate or that would be corrupting justice. Yeah, there you go. And, and here's great news for you. Newsflash, we do not have to give gifts to God. Uh, to get his favor, <laughs> to get a meeting with him. We could just go to God. Isn't that great? And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm so thankful that, uh, you know, that he allows us to tithe. It's his. It's not like we're giving anything. That's his. I'm so grateful that we get to give to, uh, you know, sacrificially sometimes. I, I got to witness uh, very proudly uh, in a biblical, proudly kind of way, uh, our church help a man buy a, a four-wheel drive pickup truck in a very needy nation in the world right now. And, mm-hmm. and, and those types of things, they're really great. But to come before God 
All you do is bring yourself, folks. It's all you do is bring yourself. So remember that. Hey, we're going to take just one minute to go ahead and hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. So we find ourselves, Pastor, over here on the book of Proverbs, where in 1817, he that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. And uh, uh, so we, we come to this place, the first one, you know, that plead the case seems right. It seems like uh, to me, as I read this verse, you know, one of the things I used to have to be is, unfortunately, in the Army as a sergeant major, one of the things you are as a judge, you know, people have disputes, you know, who gets this car, who, you know, who gets the time, we both want to go this weekend with our troops, we both want to do this. And, and, the, and the general's like, you know, hey, uh, sorry, Major, work this out, get it finished today. And usually the everybody tries to be that first person. You know, they try to be right in your face. Well, we've been planning this for, you know, uh, two years, and we got everything in order. We were the first ones who wanted to come. That's why we're in here talking to you first. And, and try through that, you try so hard to get the facts. You know, what are the facts? When did you start the plan? And can you show me some memorandums with dates on it? I mean, what's going on? Then the second guy come in, and if you're not careful, the first guy will always win the day. And uh, uh, so I always see this as the first person comes along and pleads their case. Uh, and, and until this neighbor comes along and examines things, until we come along, my position as a sergeant major and say, wait a minute, you know, he has memos from before you. It's real hard sometimes, but I think there's a lesson here for us is, uh, especially parents know this, don't we? You know, Bill took this, Jilly took this, whatever the kids' names may be, um, you know, was blamed on the other one having to learn these things. Those are godly to examine things. And uh, what are you seeing here, Pastor? Yeah, I think as Americans, especially in the television age, we are, um, we, we love courtroom drama. And whether it was the O.J. Yeah. Simpson case or now the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case, people people love this sense of a, a courtroom and these gotcha moments. Uh, but it is a reminder that a good judge, an impartial judge, is going to listen to both sides of the dispute. And that's, in fact, what God tells his people back in Deuteronomy one sixteen. And I charged your judges at the same time saying, hear the causes between your brethren, that you have to hear both sides of the matter. We just saw this a little bit earlier in Proverbs 18, 13. He that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it's a folly and shame unto him. So it is essential for you as a counselor, a pastor, a parent, uh, anyone who deals with people to listen to both sides uh, before you make your decision and before you, you jump to judgment. Yeah. And as a Christian, that's just part of our hearts. And, you know, that's a character thing as well. It's a, uh, you know, there's character in that. And, and I'm sure in many cases, uh, when people come to us and they feel like they've been hurt and stuff, maybe they have, but they still may not know all the facts. So it's always important to get all the facts and maybe bring these people together and, and, and walk away brothers and sisters. And that's certainly uh, God's plan, I think, in, in our lives. And and uh, I see here the the lot uh, causeth um, contention to cease, and and parteth between the mighty. And I was thinking about that, you know. So casting lots, uh, it's a way, you know. So you're at a stalemate, Pastor. So in the Bible, many we remember Jonah, don't we? Remember that they were casting lots to see who they were going to throw off the ship. 
And, and old Jonah comes along and says, it's my fault. You know, I'm, I'm not going where I'm supposed to be. I, I don't know a lot of people traveling on a cruise liner today that would come forward and say, hey, we're, throw me off, man. It's on me. My sin is all messed up. And, uh, but, but the, the Bible gave this option of casting lots, you know, whatever comes out of this is what happens. We believe God's in the casting of lots. Whatever comes out of this is, is what's going to happen. And we're going to have to accept that because it, it stops all the craziness. Yeah. And, and I think, um, it, it is kind of a, a unique topic, this casting of lots, uh, that we have to remember that this was used in the old Testament. This was uh, used at the beginning of the New Testament uh, as as something to reveal God's sovereignty, that they said, look, if God is sovereign, his sovereignty extends even over the smallest things, even over the outcome of casting lots. And so in his providence, if, if two parties have come to an impasse, they don't know what to do, uh, they, they have to be willing to say, look, whatever the decision is, we're going to cast these lots, we're going to let the Lord decide how the die is cast, and, and then we're going to be good with that. Both parties are going to be willing to let that wedge driven between them go away, and, and they're going to move forward. On, on this side of the cross and Pentecost, now when God's people reach a, an impasse like that, we can turn to, to God's written word. Now we have the guidance of his word. We have his spirit who now indwells each of us since Pentecost, uh, we can go to 1 Corinthians 6, one talks about going to spiritually minded believers to help have them help mediate uh, yeah. and be peacemakers. Uh, but ultimately, this is a reminder that we have to trust God's sovereignty, that what he allows, and it, it may be unfair. I'm sure there were times in the military where you thought uh, that guy shouldn't have been given the promotion or I, yeah. I don't really want to do this mission. But that, that's where you trust God's sovereignty. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes these things don't turn out the way we think they should. And I, I got to remind everybody, we talk a lot about this, but there's trials for a reason. Mm. Uh, they, they help to bring us closer to God and they help to bring others through us closer to God. And if we view a trial in the right manner, if we view a trial that, Hey, we're going through this so that we can get closer to God or we can help others get closer to God. Uh, it's all right. But, you know, casting a lot, sometimes you come down to that. Sometimes you're at that point. Uh, I, re I remember sitting in my office in Heidelberg, Germany, with people arguing about who was going to training first, who was coming back to the States. And, and they both had very compelling arguments, and they both had like resumes and like things going on in their life and families and things of that nature. And, you know, that old quarter came out of my pocket, you know, that quarter of an euro over there, <laughs> flipped it up in the air and said, heads or tails, you know, heads is the German flag and, and you know, <laughs> the Euro flag with the other flags and tails is this and whatever it comes, we're accepting it, call it in the air. And then, of course, the person who always loses this is two out of three. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this could keep on going forever, but that that does help do things. And uh, I I think we, we've got about three minutes, I think, to cover this next verse. So we'll go ahead and do that. It says, uh, you know, a brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. So, boy, when we offend a brother, when we, you know, go down that road, when somebody's been offended, when somebody's been hurt, 
uh, you know, it's harder to win than a strong city with fortifications and military people. Uh, so there's a price to pay when you offend a brother. There's a price. There's, there's a place where you go back and you seek forgiveness. There's a place where uh, you go back and you have to work with those people. And, uh, and, and, you know, the contention, when you offend a brother, what I'm thinking here about this verse, Pastor, is when this contention, it's like putting bars up. You know, you can't come in and see me. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, that's a hard that's a really hard road to hoe, so to speak. That's a hard way to come out. How, how do we do all this? What, what are we seeing here? Yeah, the, it is difficult when it, that word brother there means a blood relative or a, a very close non-relative. These are people in our life, and again, we see it throughout Scripture. Cain and Abel, Joseph and his brothers, Benjamin and his brothers, Absalom and Amnon, uh, that there are so many illustrations of these bitter rivalries that are, are created, Esau and Jacob, uh, who become bitter enemies. And, and it seems like, how could you ever, you know, this is like winning a strong city or breaking the bars of a castle, and yet it, it can happen. And, and we see Esau and Jacob find reconciliation by the time we get to the end of their story. We see Paul and Barnabas are bitterly divided over John Mark in Acts 15, but then at the end of 2 Timothy, at the end of Paul's life, he says he praises John Mark, and, and he says, uh, take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Uh, that God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit can reconcile even the, the most grievous of, of offenses, which is two brothers, two, two people who loved each other, who were close to each other, may have grown up to each other. When they are offended... That is the hardest offense to to overcome, but even through God's grace, that can be overcome. It sure can, and and that's a good point. And folks, if you got somebody up there who's got the bars up, uh, who's like a strong city, you know, send them an email, send them a text, seek forgiveness. Say, hey, I really messed this up. You know, uh, I have till this day, I have never turned down a latte at Starbucks. I had a I had a missionary, and this just I'll wrap up with this. this is a true story. I had a missionary who was going around the country bad-mouthing me. I heard it. You know, it came, came back to me a few times. And, you know, we weren't members of the same church or whatever. And then one day, I, I just prayed for him. And uh, one day he called me up and he said, Brother, I've been bad-mouthing you all over the country. Will you forgive me? That was his words. And uh, I said, yeah, let's, you know, let's meet. He said, yeah, let's meet down at Starbucks. I'll buy you a latte. I was two sips in, and I totally forgave the guy. And uh, I didn't put any uh, requirement that, hey, you got to call all these people <laughs> and tell them. You. I, I'm like, you know what? I forgive you, dude. I, I, and, you know, sometimes we need to seek forgiveness, and, and boy, God will use that. And not only uh, in the person's life uh, that you've hurt, um, but it'll, in your life. Your life becomes more enriched. Uh, I really believe that. So this goes both ways. If you've been hurt, uh, you know, you've got a responsibility, too, to say, hey, stop doing that. And uh, then there's got to be a responsibility when someone seeks forgiveness to give them or to show him that forgiveness. Well, we sure do love you folks. We'd love to get together and talk about uh, Wounded Spirits. We'd love to have a Zoom meeting with you about the retreat and different things that are going on, how you can volunteer, uh, how you can be a key leader in your state or community. By the time you're listening to this, I believe the first episode will be aired at Morningside Baptist Church. was on the phone with the the producer this morning. He's sending me a copy to look at right now. We're doing some corrections some point today. So really be praying about that, folks, and uh, get a hold of us, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com or Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We sure do love you. Have a good day.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.